Welcome back to 5D Full Disclosure. This is Aurora, and we are on to our next chip in the Etheric Surgery series. So <clears throat> this chip, again, very universal. This is the DNA manipulation chip. So, you know, this takes us back into when we've talked about a lot of what happened um, like what ha what has happened here with the manipulation of humanity and like how did we get to this place, right? And, you know, we, we take it kind of at least from the earthly perspective of kind of when this all began um, in from Atlantis and Lemuria. And and after after that explosion and after the earth was knocked down in dimensions and essentially the, the remaining surface level population, whoever did make it, um, was essentially like knocked down uh, very quickly in dimensions. This caused a very deep amnesia, like going into a coma. Like you forget where you came from, you forget how you got there, you forget you, your connection to source, you kind of lose your memories. Like a lot of that was very... Um, you know, symbolic of, of, um, what we experience here when we incarnate, right? Um, uh, we, we just come into amnesia and we don't remember a lot of things. So, um, that is where it all kind of began. And when the Anunnaki took over, they basically took on a lot of the Atlantean technology and used a lot of Atlanteans in, what became known as the Atlantean experimentations. You know, they've done a lot of experimentation on humans in order to see how they could keep us um, asleep, how they could keep us in fear and enslaved and, and ultimately just keep us stuck in this low state of consciousness. And so we know some of the things they've done, like separating the brain hemispheres was a huge one. Um, and of course, they did a lot to the DNA and manipulated it and so they would they were basically experimenting by just programming our our dna with different things and just seeing how that how that manifested so <clears throat> when you know science and the medical industry and stuff talk about the 10 percent of dna that they can study right they can decode they can see how it functions and then they call the other 90 percent junk dna which is really just that is the God DNA that we have. And that 90% of God DNA, I think, serves a very different function and also uh, operates differently. It doesn't operate the same as the 10%, which is obviously a programmable part of the DNA. And this is where we get the whole notion of like certain genetics that are passed on, certain you know, there's a lot of belief systems about certain diseases and illnesses and things that are quote unquote genetic. And it's like that, yeah, it's true and not true at the same time, right? It's true in the sense that it does get actually passed on through the DNA, through the genetic line. However, it is also only passed on because it's been programmed. If you deprogram it or you rewrite it into something else, then it will not pass on, right? It's not that we don't have control over the DNA. It's just that we don't have the awareness. So a lot of what we view as like uh, genetic or I, I can't do anything about it, it just gets passed on, none of that is true, right? That's this whole process of awakening is learning how to become sovereign, learning how to 
deprogram the old programming and basically rewrite it to to open up to our divinity and our you know co-creative powers and our unique spiritual gifts and 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 our our natural state which is you know joy and unity and love and peace and all of that good stuff um and so that's the process that we're essentially in it has a lot to do with our dna now of course there are things that assist with this process right of activating our 90%, which they call junk, is really our God DNA, right? And so activating that, those, that is the dormant DNA that has been suppressed purposely to keep us locked into the 10% DNA that is programmable. And then at the same time, we're learning how to basically rewrite that 10% into higher things, right? We're deprogramming the old programmings and basically helping to rewrite the new programmings, which don't have to be negative. Those are positive, like divinity, divine traits, higher states of being, like all of that. So it's kind of a dual process that we're going through is both deprogramming and rewriting and then activating what's dormant. Um, back into our galactic divine selves, which we were before all of this kind of occurred. So I think that this process is twofold. It is organic, like it's happening organically due to these spontaneous awakenings, right? Because we're all interconnected. We all share the same DNA. Um, again, the, the diff our DNA differences are probably all lie within that 10% of DNA that has been programmed to be different, right? They have used different experimentations on that 10%. So we all feel like we're so different, yet we're not. Um, because that 90% is all the same. <laughs> it's not all the same exact maybe, but it's all the same in that it's God. It's all from God. Um, and so this is happening organically because we all are interconnected. So even one person who spontaneously awakens and begins their coming into their higher self and doing self-healing and inner work and, and self-discovery, that activates the collective DNA, right? So we're in the process of where this is happening organically, and that's why it cannot really be stopped. Although, of course, now we know that they've taken a lot of steps to try to interfere with this DNA process. Um, but regardless, it is happening um, outside of their ability to control it. It's happening spontaneously. And the more we all spontaneously kind of make quantum leaps and jump, it's just, it's inevitable because we're all connected through, through unity consciousness. Um, and then at the same time, we are all doing what we can to help participate in the process by deprogramming the ego, right? Anchoring in the divine traits, the higher self, becoming aware of these chips and implants, which assist them with dissolving. And we're just coming in to really know ourselves <clears throat> and, and really to remember ourselves, rediscover ourselves. So we're actively participating in this process as well as there are spontaneous, organic, you know, activations and evolutions happening. Um, and it's very much like the hundredth monkey effect, right? Um, so that 90% that is the God DNA is dormant. 
right? It is dormant until it begins activating. But it is one of those things where this is just how I see it. This is my personal feeling. Um, I don't, you know, pretend that I know everything, but this is just how, what I've perceived and, and kind of uh, picked up from observing and, and looking at my own programmings. And I see it as, you know, the, the inner work that we're doing, especially with the dissolvement of the ego, breaking generational patterns, anchoring in the higher self and the divine traits and all of that. In that way, we are actively participating and kind of directing the process of rewriting that 10% of our DNA. We are, we are the co-creators. So we are actively co-creating and co-writing the new script for that 10% of the DNA, right? We're no longer allowing others or the dark or however we want to look at it to program us. We are now in charge of the programming. And again, it doesn't have to be a negative programming. We're, we're essentially rewriting our code, right? So that we are in charge of how our genetic expression uh, expresses itself and how it's passed on. And, and, and that's why we we're able to feel like we're going through this like very visceral metamorphosis because we quite literally are co-directing and co-writing these reprogrammings. And so by doing that work, we're very much involved in that, that 10% DNA process. Now, I view the 90% of what they call the junk DNA as being the God DNA. And that to me is, it's, it's not something that can actually be forced. You know, I know there's, again, lots of things we do, such as, you know, meditation, um, being still and being really present, um, art, connecting with our spiritual gifts, connecting with source, you know, which does help activate those. Um, but in general, it's a spontaneous thing that happens. And because that 90% DNA is not decodable, <laughs> it's not readable and linear like the 10% is. So it doesn't function the same. We know how the 10% functions, which has given us the insight essentially of how to rewrite it, right? It just comes through repetition, <laughs> repetition, repetition, repetition. That's how that 10% gets coded. Um, and it's, if, you've, if you've repeated a behavioral pattern enough, it becomes ingrained in the DNA, right? If you experience a certain emotion for a long enough period of time or a reaction or a trigger for an extended period of time, it, it becomes encoded. So we know that the way that we work with that 10% is by repetition, consistency, and discipline, right? That's why we preach about the self-love disciplines. This helps rewrite the code. Doing the ego dissolvement work, this helps dissolve the old programmings. And then we just, we just keep Re repeating, repeating consistently and through dedication, and it rewrites it, right? So that's, that's our hand in it. But the 90% is God DNA. And remember, God source is made up of love in the unknown. It is spontaneous. <clears throat> it is nonlinear. It is non-logical. <laughs> so in a way, that 90% dormant DNA getting activated is such an organic process. And we really don't have control over it. But the beauty of it is that 
It happens when we least expect it. And it happens usually through a trigger of some sort, through a trigger, or this could even be uh, through an aha moment, right? Where you have a sudden epiphany or you just, you know, you read something and you're just like, all of a sudden something makes so much sense to you. It activates something in you that you just can't really describe, right? Sometimes this is how the awakening process begins for people, right? I kind of talked about that. I think I can't remember if I talked about that in the last chip, but um, the awakening happens differently for everybody, right? There's, we, we never know what the trigger is to spark someone's awakening. That's the beauty. And the beauty of it is if you imagine that we are all activators, right? All of us as a humanity, we are activators for each other. We all hold codes to activate each other in different ways. And this is why coming into the higher self and coming into your organic state and your natural state and your authentic state is so key because when we're being authentic, we are unknowingly activating others. Our authentic frequency and expression is activating something in someone else that we don't even know about, right? And it has to be done authentically because if we're trying to do it or we're trying to say the exact thing that we think is going to wake the person up, we're trying to show them proof, right? I mean, I think this is why the awakening has taken so long because for most of us, I mean, I'll speak from my own experience, my awakening was spontaneous. It happened over a long period of time. It happened over at least a, I don't know, how, what, what year is it? 2023. I first began awakening in 2011 and it was spontaneous. It happened out of nowhere. I came across a book or an article or something, information that just, I was flooded. Immediately I was flooded with these like remembrances of something that I couldn't piece together at that time, but I knew something had awakened within me, right? And it happened outside of my control. I wasn't necessarily looking to awaken, right? I wasn't, um, I, it wasn't my, my focus or my goal. I wasn't like, oh my God, I need to awaken, you know? And I think that that's what happens for all of us. We're not looking for it. It just happens at the divinely right time. And this is where soul contracts come in. We all have been soul contracted to awaken at different times based on our soul's role, purpose, and contract with creation. And obviously there are those who have some a bigger contract than others, right? They're not better or higher, but it's bigger. Uh, it, it's, it's more of a major role than others. And that's cool. We all play a piece of the puzzle. So the key is, and I think this is why the awakening has taken so long, is like when a lot of us were trying to share this information with others, right? And we awoken and we started getting all these remembrances and downloads. And then we're like, oh my God, I've got to share this with others to wake them up. And it's like, we've been wondering why the deep sleepers aren't waking up. Like, we've told you all this stuff. We've shown you proof. We've given you the information. Like, why aren't you getting it? And that's the thing about it is that 
it's going to happen spontaneously for them, just as it happened to us. You know, if I think back to it, I don't know if at that time in my life, if someone was trying to wake me up by telling me certain information and trying to convince me of something, if it would have, if I would have received it in that way. Um, I think for most of us, especially myself, I was stubborn as all hell. Um, I still am. <laughs> um, and I, I like to discover things for myself. And I think that we all do innately because we're, we're sovereign beings at our core. And we know that we have to do it ourselves, that there's nobody who can save us. There's nobody who can do the work for us. There's nobody who can convince us, convince us of shit. Um, we have to come to it on our own terms. That is the sovereignty of this process. So I think we've just been going about it the wrong way. Um, but but that's okay, right? Because we did exactly what we were guided to do. I mean, when you when you when you come into a knowing of such deep truth, right? And we've all been for the past six, seven years just being out there full throttle sharing the truth because for many, that was their activation, right? Um, they needed to hear those words. They need they needed to be told something, right? to activate them. So it's not that sharing information and sharing truth isn't important. It absolutely is. And I think for many years, we've all been sharing very uh, passionately and out of our hearts because we truly just wanted everybody to see the truth. But we have to understand that those who were destined to wake up from those sharings, from that spread of information, did in fact wake up that was their activation. They needed people to be out there spreading disclosure, spreading the truth, telling them this is what's going on. This is what is happening, blah, blah, blah. And for many of you, that was your activation. That was what you needed, right? But now what we see is basically those who have not awoken by this time, they've had a lot of opportunities. And I've thought about this to myself. I've thought, well, you know, we all have different ways in which it is a catalyst or a trigger for us awakening, right? So when we look at the deep sleepers, it's like, oh, well, you know, my God, there's been so many waves of opportunities to awaken. I mean, even going back decades, right, of different things. So if they haven't woken up by now, then I can only feel into and accept the fact that they're going to wake up in a different way than the rest of us did. The rest of us either self-awoken through spontaneous activations and things, or we, we heard the truth, we heard disclosure, we found some source of truth that resonated with our soul, and then we, we went down the rabbit hole to discover as much truth as possible. Um, doesn't matter what it was, but up until this point, right, the we've done all that we can do. So I can only feel into the fact that those who have awoken were destined to, and we received the exact catalyst, the exact activation and trigger of our dormant DNA to get us on our path because that was our timing. The DNA is divinely timed for those who are part of the first and second wave because we were important. We had to begin those waves. Now the deep sleepers are going to activate spontaneously. That's my feeling on this, is it's going to be spontaneous. And the only way it's going to happen is if we, if we take the fact that 
all the information is out there, right? It's very easily accessible. If they want to look for it, which they obviously don't, they've heard all the truth. Everybody has said it. No matter where they're hearing it from, from the news, from their friends, from their family members, some way, somehow, they have come into contact with the truth and they have chosen to ignore it. They have chosen to deny it. You can throw proof in their face all day long, but that wasn't going to be their, their trigger. So I thought, well, what is it going to be then? And there's a million ways that it could be. But I think one thing is that, as I said, we're all catalysts for each other. And so I think that for us, the most important thing moving forward is to find our authentic selves, our true authentic selves, our true authentic expressions, where we're no longer seeking to prove something, we're no longer seeking to be right, we're no longer even seeking to wake anybody up. We're just being us. We're going to be us wholly and completely with no apologies. And the way in which we express and, and the way in which our being is and our frequency is and our, our voices and our art and our creations and our, and our way of life that's going to be the spontaneous awakener. And I'm sharing all this because the DNA manipulation chip, what it does is, of course, it is designed to keep the dormant DNA dormant. And it is designed to trigger the 10% DNA constantly through whatever programming runs through that DNA. Now, I think collectively, we all have very similar programmings running through that DNA, right? Then there's variations. That's why I talk about dissolving religious programs, cultural programs, racial programs, because those were the different experimentations that they did in that 10% to see how much they could divide us when essentially we're all the same. <laughs> That's the fucking joke of it all, is we're all the same but unique but they did these different experimentations by separating us via race. That was through DNA experimentation. Separating us through belief system or religious belief systems, that became ingrained in the DNA to separate us. Cultural programmings, that became so ingrained into the DNA that it separated us. This goes into why we have so many languages, right? And the kind of story of the Tower of Babylon, I think, was an analogy of what they did to the DNA so that we couldn't communicate with one another. We couldn't understand one another. All these different things have been done to that 10% to separate and divide us. But the, the, the main programmings that run through that 10% that are universal are fight or flight, fear, lack, unworthiness, you know, kind of those, uh, the wounds of abandonment and rejection, basically the wounds that we all hold runs through us all. Everybody's in fight or flight. That, that's the frequency that this DNA, mani <laughs> DNA manipulation chip pumps out. It is to activate the fight or flight in that 10% to keep us in that state. It activates our fear. It activates our disempowerment. Um, it activates our unworthiness. It activates our lack of self-love. All the all these kind of main main programmings that we all hold, and of course, it'll activate and trigger the anomalies within that ten percent, which keep us divided. Right. This is why we have attacks on each other, and we we have attacked each other over history, 
racially, religiously, um, gender-wise, we've all attacked each other um, due to those anomalies and due to this DNA manipulation chip. And so the main way that it, that it manipulates us is it, it, it quite literally emits fear through the chip which keeps us locked into that 10%, which keeps the 90% dormant. That's why they don't want us to dissolve fear from our DNA. Because when you start dissolving fear from the DNA, the 90%, the God DNA activates, right? Um, if you're in too much fight or flight, it's, it's challenging to activate it. Not impossible, but it's challenging. Um, so it emits fear, keeps us locked in that 10%. In it, and, and most of all, it creates distortions of division. It creates distortions of me versus you. Um, and it does this through two things, triggers and reactions. So when we are triggered by another person or by a group of people or a collective of people um, or by an event, right? What it's doing is it is triggering that 10% DNA, which is reactive. It is reactive to things it doesn't understand. It is reactive to things that it views in a black and white sense, meaning we get locked into that left brain thinking of right, wrong, left, right, black, white, you know, all these things. And we view everything in this dualistic perspective. So we tend to want to take sides, right? I'm on one side, you're on the other side. It's me versus you. That mentality is wired into the DNA. That's why we have such conflicts with each other. That's why we have such separation. That's why we have like, I mean, look at our fucking political climate right now. It's so me versus you mentality. And it's just it's crazy. It's silly. Um, but that's what's wired into the DNA. So when someone a gr or a group of people or a collective of people or a certain event triggers that part of our DNA, that is the me versus you mentality, that very animalistic fight or flight tribalism type of thing, it makes us want to attack each other. It makes us want to choose sides. It makes us want to view everything as right and wrong and black and white. And we react. So triggers and reactions. And that's why we talk about mastering triggers. Because we always say, whatever triggers you within another is something that is within you. And well, first of all, mom told us that. So source was very clear that if someone else triggers you, and you're very reactive to them, whatever is triggering you about that person exists in you. Why did she say that? Because that dissolves the me versus you mentality. It dissolves the black and white dualistic, I'm different and separate from you mentality. And it brings us back into unity and wholeness of like, what is in you is within me. We're one. So if you're triggering me and I'm reacting to you, then it's something within me that I need to look at. That's how we come into unity. That's how we come into wholeness. That's why she told us that. That's why that practice is so vital. It also makes us very intolerant of one another, right? Oh, if you're not on my side, I'm intolerant of you and thus I'm going to reject you. How can you reject someone who is a part of you? 
right? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. How can there be this side versus that side and they're all one? It doesn't make any sense, but that's what we've been programmed into. So this chip specifically triggers the me versus you mentality, the, the triggers of other people, of things that are really within you that you need to look at, um, reactions, which keep us again in this fight or flight kind of attack mode. So when we start mastering those, this chip dissolves. So the two best ways to dissolve this chip is one through conscious ego dissolvement, which is by doing that inner work. Two is by anytime something triggers you, ask what it is bringing up within you to be healed, especially if it was, if it is within another person, then look at where you also hold that frequency or behavior and dissolve it. If it's an event or a thing or a place, then ask what is, what is being brought up within you that is causing you to react. And as we begin to master that, this chip dissolves. And the more that we dissolve fear and the more that we are um, expressing an authentic frequency, our God DNA activates because it's our, it's our essence that is coming through that 90%. And I, and I do feel that that's um, inevitably what is going to spontaneously awaken us all since we all share that DNA. And if one person is being authentic, and I think the only way to be authentic is when we rise above the frequency of fear. Because the only reason that we aren't authentic is because we usually fear um, abandonment or judgment uh, or rejection or we fear be, getting in trouble, right? Or um, be, we fear being wrong or we fear being ostracized. We fear not being loved. I mean, there's, there's so many things to it. Um, so being authentic is kind of like this overriding frequency. It, it activates spontaneously the dormant parts of ourself that can't be done through force and can't be done you know we can meditate all day and do all that stuff but ultimately it's the authenticity of your soul that actually activates those parts <clears throat> so i i feel that that's what's coming in this saturn and pisces transit for the next two years i feel is really key um you know, I've been, I've been feeling into how, how do we truly dissolve fear from our being? And I think we've done so much work, everybody overcoming their fears, facing their fears. Um, you know, and, and now all we have to do is just keep giving it up to source. Every time we feel afraid, we feel worry, we feel anxiety. It's too much to bear. It's too much to bear for our nervous system. It's too much to bear for our physical, emotional, and mental bodies. It's too heavy. So we just, every time you feel that way, just immediately be like, I give it all up, you know, to my angels. I give it all up to source and just come back to the present moment. And, and I think that that is, that is how we're actually purging this from our DNA now and coming into, to our authentic selves. And that's how this mass awakening is really going to kick off. Um, and, uh, you know, part of part of the activations as well as we do I'll I'll be getting into that on my next series when we finish these chips which we just have two more um we'll be starting our angel chip activation uh series which uh, again just as there are negative implants and chips there are positive angelic 
implants and chips, and these were placed within us uh, by source and by our higher self to, again, um, be activated to assist with our God DNA activation. And these are just our our gifts and skills. All of us hold different codes, different cosmic memories. And, you know, through those setting intentions for those to activate, we can, of course, again, assist with the process and the rest is spontaneous. So I'll be doing an angel chip activation series as well um, for you all. And hopefully that will that will help spark some some mass awakening. So I love you all and I'll be back soon.